This is episode four of the Topsoil Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Topsoil Podcast. Super excited of how this has been going here so far and really excited to keep rolling and getting a lot more content going out. <clears throat> keep posting here really consistently and uh, already wanted to get these episodes started a little bit differently and uh, get some feedback going with you guys on social media. So um, question of the day, we can go into that and then uh, we'll get to our topic and, and keep things kind of rolling along. So looking for a lot of feedback though. Thanks. This has been huge first couple days we had a different episode recorded to post here for episode four and we decided to scrap it and provide (laughs) feedback from what we have received off of you guys so yeah big thanks to everybody for just uh working through it i mean we're trying to figure this out as we go a little bit yeah and so you'll probably see things change a little bit we're trying to figure out uh we recognize when we have some issues and we're getting some good feedback from people on you know just like trying to make things better so if yeah. you have feedback uh you know inbox us send us something yeah and uh we're always about improving so so thank you for that and thanks for all the interest absolutely so it's been that's been awesome. great it's been a great it's been awesome yeah um so we have done a few things if you if you don't like our twitter page or you're not following us on facebook definitely do that um if you're listening right now that's where we're getting a lot of feedback uh where we're trying to implement that into the show yeah and so our first question come from michael cabin and he wanted to know some advice on for for first time cover croppers just in termination like what are your things that we can that we should consider right off the bat when it comes to termination of cover crops uh for first time cover croppers what's your advice um little feedback on this and we're located down in southeast iowa for those who um this is your first episode i'm a consultant focused on soil health and trent sells cover crop seed so been helping out guys along these lines um but I guess looking at um, getting ready for termination, you got to understand what the weather's doing before and then what the weather is predicted to do after you're going mm-hmm. to go terminate, especially depending on what herbicide you're going to use or what method of termination you're going to use if you're not going to use um, the herbicide. So you've got to make sure that you have a growing cover crop that's actively working. If you're going to try to kill it with a uh, pesticide, you're going to want to be able to or through your herbicide, you know, make sure that it's going and make sure that it's actively growing. So it's able to take in that chemical and uh, kill it off Mm -hmm. correctly so that you have a good kill and want to make sure that you're following the label. The the labels do give a lot of feedback on that too. So paying attention to like time of day, paying attention to sunlight, those kind of things. And uh, the weather temperature, make sure that that crop is up and growing. I think that's, Definitely one thing, um, main piece for going and getting that stuff terminated. Yeah, and just making sure also to add on to what you're saying, use rates are important. Yep. You know, I mean, make sure you're paying attention to your use rates and not trying to cut corners there if termination, complete termination of that cover crop is important. Because there's sometimes, like, we did some this year where planted soybeans into it, and it worked out really awesome to not fully kill Mm -hmm. it, set it way back defoliated it a lot defoliated our, our cereal rye cover crop a lot mm-hmm. but didn't fully kill it and it worked really great 
Yeah, and the, you know, another thing that I would add, just a different avenue of looking at in processing when you're trying to make a decision on termination is we talked about this in, I believe, episode two um, or one that was just that cover crop is harvesting sunlight and you are getting warmer soil temperatures because of that. And so when you decide that you or just think that you need to kill that cover crop off early and right away, you can run into a problem of where you're, depending on the growth stage, which you need to also consider, you're laying down a mulch and now you're keeping your your soils cooler right. and wetter longer. Right. Versus so, where it's standing yeah. up. Yep. Things are still working. Absolutely. And so if you're in that position where you get some, we get rainfall and we get cooler temperatures, our window of cooler temperatures, and I already got a mulch down yeah. and now I've planted into You've that. compounded the issue. I've compounded that problem. It's not only that, but I'm compounding that problem just from an insect's perspective. For anything where that plant's struggling early on, mm-hmm. um, you can run into all kinds of issues. So, so part of that is being careful too if you're newer to it, new to cover crops. Yeah. Being careful that you don't necessarily have a lot to deal with is probably you, one way to avoid some issues. It is. I think it goals. Remember, keep in, keep in mind your overall goals of what you want a cover crop to accomplish. So if, yep. it's, if it's basic erosion control, um, then you don't need a lot of top growth to be able to accomplish that. But if you're going after building soil organic matter and biology yeah. and you're a little bit more advanced, it. then we need to be farming that carbon aspect. So we want more top growth. So understanding where you're at and understanding what your goals are and where you're, you are is just in the progression of implementing cover crops in your farm is yeah. really important. So I think that leads us um, right into our next deal. But thanks, Michael, for feedback. And uh, we definitely want to keep that conversation going, too. So let us know what tips and that you guys see. And, and I, as we get ready for Termination 2, a lot of pictures and stuff and trying to share even more. So Absolutely. And I know you had some more questions on that tweet, and we'll, we'll try to address them yeah, you we'll know, as we those. get moving. So not necessarily in this episode, but, but, but yeah. later on. Um, so the topic that we really just wanted to touch on today was just in uh, – we there was, a, there was a good Twitter post that was on a study that led to an article on a study, and we'll get this on our Twitter page, also on our Facebook page. But it talked about nitrogen – everybody wants to know with – cover crops when am i going to get a nitrogen credit if i am going to get a nitrogen credit how long is it going to take to get a nitrogen credit you know there's these questions surrounding the nutrient availability uh from cover crops so uh this study was out of uh, carbondale illinois uh, southern illinois university um and it talked a little bit about the differences between two major cover crop players. One, obviously, cereal rye, but one that's even trending right here in Washington County, Harry Vetch. Yeah. And we know Harry Vetch has some really good uh, elements of being able to produce nitrogen. Yeah. And it's uh, something that a lot of guys are considering. So, you know, this is right up your alley. Why yeah. don't you elaborate on this? Yeah. So I think one of the biggest questions that we're trying to solve here this year trying to get a little bit more feedback on and as far as gathering some more data on is how much nutrients are our cover crops tying up and when do we get it back? So we're taking a lot of soil samples throughout the year mm-hmm. to be able to help us do that and some tissue samples of that too. And looking at the weather, the weather is going to be a big driving force and I think in this equation. So gather more weather, weather data is going to be a helpful tool. And we did, um, even on our own farm last year, we had some hairy vetch cereal rye mixed and it worked really slick, actually. We got a lot of growth out of it. And um, I think the mix of those two, we had 
cereal rye has a really high C-den ratio, so there's a lot of carbon, and obviously it's not fixing nitrogen, so it's got a lot of carbon, and it's sucking nitrogen out of the ground, producing a high C-den ratio, a lot of carbon that needs to be broken down, where Harry Vetch has a super low C-den ratio, so I think they balance each other out. So in this article, it was talking about that Harry Vetch, most of the nitrogen that it's fixing is released within like four weeks of termination. So all of it, all of it, all they're of saying, that's everything. what they're saying that it's all released within four weeks. So if you're planting your corn, if you're terminating 10 days or two weeks before you plant your corn and so it's had two weeks to break down a lot, you mm-hmm. probably have kind of peak flush right at the time that you're planting, which is okay. But then just dial back what you're putting on with the planter because you've got a flush from right. a cover crop. But then two weeks after, it's done. Right. And so there's that corn is not going to use very much nitrogen in the first two weeks right. of growth. And um, it, you're not going to have that long-term credit when it actually needs it. But the article said they were finding then, of course, that the cereal rye had a much slower release. I don't think there's really conclusive data on when it's releasing as far as pounds per day or whatever. Um, That's going to be really dependent on weather, Mm -hmm. rainfall, temperature, biological activity, um, one field versus another, how much, what is your fertility like and what's your soil health like. Um, But it was, I think that's really where we can continue to learn is when do we get that nitrogen back? Then we can deploy precision ag we can yep. deploy our tools to time our nitrogen placement our sure. nitrogen applications to fill the gap because we know when corn is using nitrogen specifically but we know when corn is using our nutrients for the most part and we if we can align nutrient release to fit that that i think is huge on nutrient optimization be more efficient well that's the gold ticket i mean that's what we're chasing right is understanding that because that really changes the game from a cover cops perspective right like instead of people being more concerned about uh, things like erosion erosion control right Right. like we are now all of a sudden starting to look at a bigger biological picture of when we're starting to put dollars to this thing how this thing pays off so i mean that's that is the gold ticket i mean that's what we're looking for and and what i keep saying is it's for most people then cover crops their number one goal is erosion control Mm -hmm. but cover crops have a cost to them we can Mm -hmm. get that reduced and you can be really smart with that but if our number one goal is erosion control Mm -hmm. and we're using cover crops to help it's really hard to quantify dollars of soil saved. We can kind of see it sometimes if we've got gullies that we're reducing and there are some tools to help us to put a dollar figure on that, but that doesn't necessarily go right back into our pockets as farmers. Absolutely. But it's a lot easier to look at dollars of nutrients retained Mm -hmm. because we know what the dollar figure is there and we're spending a lot of money on that fertilizer. Mm-hmm. So if we can utilize cover crops and utilize biology to recycle those nutrients, then that's money that we can save. Yeah. I mean, and to continue to boost yield as well. Mm-hmm. I just like Lauren Steinloggy. I know I'd, we've talked about him in earlier episodes, but I just had the opportunity to listen to him speak. So he's kind of fresh in my mind, but you know, he always 
kind of makes this reference to the soil as your as your bank account. You yeah. know that you're that you're storing these nutrients in there, and you want it to be a bank account that you can withdraw from. You know, Absolutely. and just, I just not always just give give give. give, give. Yeah, for so sure. It's uh, that's an interesting perspective. I like that. So no, I mean that's to, to me when I read that article. I thought it was really interesting, but my overall question that I have, and maybe some of our listeners out there do, is can we make a generalized trend? So we know that low C-to-N ratio plants like Harry Vetch are readily available now because of this Real research quick. within that four weeks, which makes sense because low to C-to-N ratio plants yeah. don't Not have a lot, a lot of carbon to break yeah, down. Exactly. So they have low carbon. Microbes are going to be easily able yep. to digest that. Versus high C-to-N ratio plants like corn or like we had a four-week period where we saw no nutrient availability so yeah. can we can we go to a point where we say that this is kind of common sense too yeah. i mean is this is this is this a trend can we make that conclusion that not just hairy vetch and cereal rye but maybe just as a category other yeah grass mm-hmm. and first legumes mm-hmm. or, and brown loose and whatnot um I think we can probably get close to that, but again, I think it we've got to be able to tie in weather data and biological data or other soil health kind of parameters because that's going to be really what's driving this yeah. is you've got to have the correct environment to be able to make those processes work. Sure. So I think we can get close to a pretty good idea on, okay, low seed end ratio, quick release, coming back to your soil. High C-to-N ratio, like a rye, takes a long time to come back. The question still remains, when more precisely, how can we measure that? And can we look at it with, uh, based on that biomass residue mm-hmm. that's left on top? How does that residue that we can visually see, as a farmer going out in our field, we can visually see that residue that's left, how does that relate to what's gone back into the soil and what's gone up into the cover crop, yeah. up into the corn? Absolutely. So I think we can get there. We're going to be working with Rick Interesting Haney. research, nonetheless. Yeah, well, we're, we're going to work with Rick Haney on this topic mm-hmm. a little bit, actually, this year. Um, and doing some very repetitive, very intense kind of trial stuff to try to figure this out. So we'll keep you guys updated on that. But we'd love to get more feedback on this, too. Yeah. I think that's a huge topic. And, and this article did a good job of... Address, uh, first steps into addressing one of the hot topics around cover crops the nutrient type when do I get it back yeah and it's a good it lays a good baseline right good it's baseline. good to know if nothing else that there's people out here who are trying to work on this right, right? so um, so that's good that we need to keep working towards so um, love some feedback on that obviously big topic to follow up on but um, thanks to those guys for that article but most importantly yeah what we definitely need feedback on is a yes. pressing question within the booth here today. Yeah. And uh, Ryan, come over, come yeah, over here, get in the camera. Okay, got, so we talk about Ryan. We talk about Ryan. Ryan yeah, so we got to show who Ryan gotta, is. We'll get a picture posted yeah. later. So the big topic, we're going we're gonna to try get to do like a question, of, a, a question little, of the day kind of stuff too. Ryan, poke, poke your head in. Yeah, poke oh, yeah. your head well, in there. This, Hi, Ryan. Hey, there he is. Okay, man behind the curtain. Question of the day is Ryan needs Ryan needs a nickname. He does gotta have a nickname we've got other people that are gonna come in and help us out too so ryan um is my agronomist to continue mag he needs a nickname 
and uh, he's going to be providing some feedback in as we go along as well. So we would like for you to give us ideas for this. Got to have ideas. Yep. Lots yep. of ideas. Yep. Good ones. And then we will go next week on Thursday. Yep. So a week from today, we will actually put together a top five list. Yep. We'll share that with you. And then on Twitter, Twitter poll, then for, maybe Facebook yeah. poll, then something. Yeah. So maybe we'll share the list on Wednesday. Yeah. And then on Thursday, we're going to open up a Twitter poll. And... Uh, you know, we'll we leave it up to you off. to decide. Yeah. Ryan's so, nickname. Give us ideas. We're real excited out, about this. Yep. Thanks, uh, everyone, for listening. Love your feedback. And um, we'll keep on hammering away. You bet. <laughs>